and welcome to My Young Career. Today, I have an amazing guest, uh, someone I'd like to call a hustler, a uh, former <laughs> coach of mine at uh, CrossFit uh, North Phoenix. Uh, I have with me Mary Francis. Mary, how are you? Eddie, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> uh, doing pretty good. I'm glad you were able to take some time out of your, your busy schedule because I know you wear uh, multiple hats. You're a, a co-owner of a CrossFit gym. Uh, I believe you're a co-owner of uh, an entrepreneur business, Manicured Meatheads, which I have some idea of, of what it is, uh, somewhere around, you know, women's empowerment. How do, how do you raise these women to, to another level, um, help, help, helping to guide them to, uh, you know, where they want to be, as well as being uh, an educator at Lululemon? Yeah, um, I have some idea of what Manicured Meatheads is too, but it has definitely not come to its full fruition. But yes, my main gig is a co-owner and uh, head coach at CrossFit North Phoenix. Um, and then I have a little side hustle at Lululemon, um, you know, so I can make sure I look good while coaching at CrossFit North Phoenix. Awesome, awesome. Um, so some of the things I want to jump into, uh, I guess, is just uh, well, I guess we'll split it up into three parts. Uh, first part, I guess how I met you was uh, you're a coach at CrossFit yeah. North Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I know for me, CrossFit uh, to me is is just been a way to you know not only get exercise and you know get stronger, be healthier, but there's a very strong uh, community aspect to it as well. That's that's got me to to stay with it. Yeah. Um. And for the record, I'm no longer at the gym, but that's been because uh, of job changes. Otherwise, I'd happily still be at, at CrossFit North Phoenix. <laughs> um, but all, all of my view has ever been, at least been into it, has just been, hey, Mary's a coach and she charges me, you know, once a month. But I'm sure there's, there's more to it than that. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what does it mean to be uh, a CrossFit box owner? Yeah, there's definitely two sides of the fence there. Um, and that's all you should see. You know, obviously you should have a relationship with the coach that's working um, and they should really obviously handle all the back end stuff. But there's a big infrastructure that goes into owning a small business, regardless of if it's a CrossFit box or a law firm or whatever. I mean, whatever your your road is. But, um, you know, there's customer client research or I'm sorry, client management services, there's billing, there's, we have stuff that we sell within the gym. So food, beverage, so inventory receiving, inventory management, um, and then people management. People management is really difficult, um, especially as you start to grow and making sure the majority is happy with what you're doing and things are flowing with them as well as they're flowing with you. So a big thing that we um, like to say around the gym is it's got to be a win-win for both parties. So it can't just be a win for the owners. It's got to be a win for the community too. Because right. as you said, the community is a really big aspect of what CrossFit is. So it really is important to make sure everybody's happy in that regard, um, but that you're winning as an owner as well, which means you're able to keep your head above water and you're making money, but you're also, you know, getting members in the gym and making sure that people are happy. So there's a lot that goes into it for sure. It's not just a, I'm at the gym and I get to go home and not think about it. Right. I have to take my work home with me. 
Right. So yeah, de- like exactly that. More more than what I see. Yeah. Mary Mary's doing a you know all that and more uh, beyond just you know telling me to do some squats and <laughs> get down and weight. do fifty burpees. Nice. Yeah. Um, so so that's that's one hat. Um, the other that I definitely want to hear more about is manicured meatheads. Which <laughs> uh, one? I just want to ask, like, how did you come up with that name? Um, my girlfriend and I were trying to come up with a name based around this concept. Um, And we said, let's just write down a bunch of things that we like. And I was like, okay, that's a good idea. That's a good start. I like the color pink. I like my dogs. I like pedicures. I like manicures. And I was like, I'm a total meathead, manicured meatheads. (laughs) And I really do believe that the best ideas come to you when you're in the shower. And that's when that one came to me. And it's funny because when I presented it to um, a couple of my friends, I got like the turned up nose look like, but meathead has such a negative connotation. You know, sure. it's the guy in the gym with the gallon of water who's flexing and taking selfies or on the bench texting instead of really working out. And it was like, what's, why can't you change the perception of something? Exactly. Because I like to pick shit up and put it back down. I really love working out. I think it's an awesome stress reliever, but I'm also very girly in the same right. So let's see what we can do to change maybe the concept of what a meathead is or broaden the definition of what a meathead is right yeah um so so amazing story and now <laughs> now i guess the a little bit more detail like what is manicured meatheads so within i've been a gym owner now for about three years and i've just i've noticed that a lot of the attention around females is more so like games athletes it's not so much owning a gym um but i feel that I'm just as capable, obviously, as a male, my male counterparts, but I don't necessarily get as much of the spotlight, which I'm definitely not looking to get the spotlight. But I wanted to showcase that I'm a hardworking woman in a man's environment. That's typically a gym where, you know, there's shirts being taken off and sweatiness all over the place, but I'm still able to be feminine about it. I'm still able to put on a good pair of high heels and look like a girl because I feel like when I first started CrossFit, that's all I heard don't lift anymore. You're going to get big. Don't do that exercise. You're going to start looking like a man. And it's like, I've been doing CrossFit now for about eight years. And I mean, you can verify that I probably don't look like a man. So I really wanted to get the focus off of, I don't want to lift that, or I don't want to do these certain moves because I'm going to gain muscle where I don't want it. Therefore, I will start looking more manly than I already am. So that was kind of the basis of it. I think it's built up now to where I want to showcase that women can be badass in their career, yet still be feminine outside of that. So handle their business in in the office, handle their business outside of in, in just the normal world and just go off and do their thing. Like there's so much more of a glass ceiling to break regardless of what you do that I wanted to showcase the working women within not only my field, but multiple fields around me. So my concept behind it now is to seek out women who obviously work out, use that hour or two hours of the day for stress relief, but then go off and run a business or are a CEO of a company or just grinding along doing their thing. Maybe it's full-time school, maybe it's full-time work, but making a difference in this world. Wow. Uh, that That's really powerful. And that that's awesome to hear that that you're doing you know, that, that kind of work. I mean, it, there's work, but that's um, I similar to CrossFit, right? You're having an impact on on people's lives, which is is huge, yeah. um, right? You're you're helping them make that that next step in their life, or right, even change some of their 
perceptions on you know how they they view things yeah um i I know as a a side note whenever i talk to um any uh any women that that i interact with and they're looking for you know some kind of lifestyle change or something say hey i i do crossfit like you should do crossfit and i've always get that oh i don't want to be big or bulky um and it's certainly not like that like when i see a picture of like you know, Brooke Enns or um, Stacey Tovar, you know, these are all CrossFit Games athletes, professional athletes, by the way. Um, and and they, are, they definitely do have a very physical um, features about them. Uh, but that's on the very, very um, extreme end. I think I like to liken that to like, oh, if I keep lifting, I don't want to lift too much because I might look like Arnold. I am never going to look like Arnold. <laughs> No matter how hard I try, yeah. Um, so, so I think that's that's some of the the misconceptions as well. Is oh, if I just lift a few weights, like that's what I'm going to turn into. Yeah. And certainly, it's an uh, education that's, thing. That's not. I mean, if everyone could just lift in a few weeks or months and look like that, I think we'd have a lot more people just getting into fitness to totally. you know change their their physique because it's certainly. Um, I feel like exercise uh, in general is more more of a lifestyle that that's going to change over time, not something that you just do in a, a couple weeks or months and then yeah. you know you're changed for life exactly and like i just said it's it's an education thing it's hard to know exactly how the human body works and how you put on that much much muscle and what you have to eat and i mean i could talk for hours about this but it doesn't just happen overnight it takes years and years and years and lots of pounds and pounds and pounds of food <laughs> and hours and hours yep. and hours of sleep and a, and a whole team around you in order to get to that elite level or a level where you are putting on muscle. It doesn't, it certainly doesn't happen overnight. I've been doing it for eight years and I mean, I've put on, sure I've put on 20 pounds of muscle, but that's over eight years. Right. So it takes a while. It's very pointed effort. Nice. And then uh, the last hat I wanted to talk about was being uh, an educator at, at Lululemon. Uh, What, what's an educator at, at Lululemon? I mean, it basically is someone who, um, it's a sales associate, explains um, the technical points of the clothes that we sell at Lulu. So my point about working at Lululemon was very intentional. Um, for one, it was bridging a gap because you own a business doesn't mean you make a lot of money, especially in the startup phase. So I needed something else in the back end to help me pay my bills and keep my head above water. But it has very quickly become so much more than that. Um, the company in and of itself was something that I really wanted to learn from. They do a really good job of um, making sure there's a great work-life balance with their employees. They spend a lot of time and resources on personal de- personal development for their employees, which is something that is incredibly important to me. Um, if you're not focusing on yourself, then you're not really growing. So you have to know, you know your strengths, your weaknesses. There's the things that you know you know. There's the things that you don't know you know. Then it goes subconscious, the things that you don't know that you don't know. Right. And if you don't focus on those things or make a pointed effort to do personal development, you're never going to know those things. So I was really drawn to the company's um, focus on that for employees. Um, so I figured I could learn a lot as a business owner from a billion dollar corporation. Um, and they do a lot of their own personal development for you within the company. So they pay for it. They send you to a landmark forum if you've worked there for a year. Um, so it was good for me for those reasons, but it was also good for me to rub elbows with people who were in and around my industry. Because if you work at Lululemon, you're athletic, you do spin, you do yoga, you do CrossFit. So I wanted to get to know people 
more people around my gym so I could a promote my gym, but B promote other people and be around other people and see what other types of fitness there were and how they were doing it as well. So I, it's been three years now since I've worked there. Um, and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's, I mean, it's very part-time, but I love being around the positive people that are there, the energy that that company brings and just learning every day how to go about um, running my business in a more efficient way based on things that they have shown me. Uh, that awesome. Um, I, I think the one of the biggest things I heard as you were uh, going through there was the um, additional levels of education that that the company is giving um, as part of being being an employee. Uh, I, I assume you don't pay for that. They're saying, hey, you as as an employee, like we want to, you know, bring you to that next level or continue to, you know, sharpen your toolbox or add new tools to it. Um, so that that's one thing. If you're out there, if you find any company that's willing to, you know, pay for your education or give you additional certifications or, you know, just host, you know, as simple as workshops, you don't need to have a, a piece of paper to say that you've learned something. Uh, that's huge to get something out of that company, because, again, they're not um, I think there is right a level of investment, right? They're doing it because the better employee you are, right? It helps them in turn. But at the same time, uh, you know, you may not be with that company forever. And those are skills that you're going to continue to retain um, beyond your employment at that job. Yeah. One of my biggest, I'll, I'll remember this forever in my first interview was, um, hey, even if you are not going to be with us forever, we don't expect you to be here forever. We want you to use us as a stepping stone. So if you have a particular interest in back of house stuff or community or technical gear, whatever it is, we want you to utilize us to better yourself and move forward in your career. Because we know that you're not going to be a lifer at Lululemon forever. And if you are, there's paths for that as well. But that was one thing that really stuck with me is that they don't expect that out of you and they're still going to give you everything that they have in order to make you a better person. And that was, I mean, I, like I said, I checked off that intention big time with working for them because I have been able to learn so much um, just about, about personal development and about, and about myself, which has been great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so the ne next piece I wanted to uh, go through is uh, talk about, you know, your path to, to where you are today. Right, you holding those those three hats and, and switching them on a dime from, uh, you know, CrossFit box owner to uh, entrepreneurship um, to working as an educator at Lululemon. Um, you know, go back as, as far as you can. Like, where where did your your career you know start, and then you know how did you navigate to to where you are today? Okay, so I'll do my best to give you the cliff notes in detail. Um, I've always been athletic. I played softball since pretty much I came out of the womb. Um, so I've always been competitive. I think I was a three-sport athlete in high school. I went to college. Uh, I was a collegiate athlete. I played softball. I, I chose to do that one. That was the most fun for me. Um, and I moved down to Arizona from Nebraska when I was a freshman. So I stopped playing softball at that point in time because my education was a little bit more important to me at that time. Um, and my 20s, I was in my 20s at that point just were awful. I found myself dealing with a lot of family problems that weren't my problems, but 
they became my problems based on the fact that they were my family. Um, and I found CrossFit in that time. So CrossFit wound up being like the one hour of the day where I didn't have to focus on everybody else's shit. I got to focus on myself and I saw myself grow in that. And I, I found that it made me super happy that I was stress-free in that hour and that I, I was experiencing growth within the community in that box. And that feeling alone made me want to take, um, CrossFit to the next level per se. Um, so I ended up changing my career path. I was, uh, in school for sports journalism and I stopped doing that and I went exercise and wellness path. So, um, I had some credits to work with, but I pretty much started fresh and, started going along exercise and nutrition, exercise and wellness, and doing all the classes at the local community college. Um, shout out to SCC, go artichokes. Um, I took a <laughs> lot of my- artichokes or fighting artichokes? Fighting artichokes, <laughs> go fight win artichokes, I'm not sure. Um, got my uh, base credits there, and then I went on to ASU, um, and I graduated in 2016 with my bachelor's in exercise and wellness. Um, I didn't automatically think go start a CrossFit gym. That actually wasn't a thing at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Um, My business partner and I, Corey, actually worked out at the same CrossFit gym. And we had had a couple of conversations about what it would look like to open up a gym. But I don't think either one of us ever thought that it meant the two of us were going to do it together. He was certified. I was certified. Certification means um, there's a couple of different levels within CrossFit. So we were both level one certified, which means you're able to go coach um, a group of people at that point in time. Um, so our past completely split. We didn't speak to one another for a couple of years. And then um, I think it was late 2015, he ended up opening up his own little space. And because he was working a full-time job, he needed help with a trainer, which like I said, I was certified. Um, and I was just in school at that point in time. So I said, sure, why not? Um, and a couple hours a week as a trainer ended up turning into a lot more than that since he needed the help and we wound up business partners then thereafter. So fast forward to 2018 today, it's amazing to me how, if you just put it out there into the universe, you talk about it, you put some positive energy towards it more often than not, it'll come back to you a couple years down the road, um, in, in a way that you may never have expected it to. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so some notes I was taking as you were going through, I think, right, is just, I, I think, exploring, right, just careers is, hey, you just happen, you know, to be going through some some personal tough times. And then just by doing CrossFit, right, you were gaining that that focus, that that clarity. Um, and it was your your place to escape, which, you know, eventually turned into you like, hey, get getting, uh, you know, certified, you know, started to do some coaching. And then as simple as just breaking it down or not breaking it down, but talking to someone like, Hey, like, you know, you're level one, certainly, you know, just, Hey, yeah, it would be cool to open a box. And then right. Having, having a friend actually follow through with that and then reaching back out to you and say, Hey, like, you know, do you want to come coach here? Uh, is, is an amazing, I think part of that story that you can't go or uh, unaccount for with yeah. just just don't be afraid to to talk to people and share you know your passions or or interest. 
I think that's one of the most important parts is just surrounding yourself with people who want to do the same things as you. And I saw CrossFit as an opportunity to help change people's lives the way it helped change mine. And that's all I really wanted. That was the intention that I put forth, whether I was just going to be a coach somewhere or down the road, be an owner of a CrossFit gym and be able to provide that space for other people. I knew that's what I wanted. I wanted to help people relieve stressors in their life because it, I mean, life is stressful. Money is stressful. Work is stressful. Coworkers, family, all of it. There's, there's good stress and there's bad stress, but a lot of what showcased on a daily basis is distress, not you stress. And I really wanted to make an impact by helping people the way it helped me. And I surrounded myself with like-minded people who would go off and start a gym and who might need my assistance at some point. So I think that's really underrated, to be honest, and not talked about enough is just talking about it. Right. Here's what I want. Here's what I foresee. And it might take a completely different take on what you think it might be. And in my case, it did. Like I'd said, teehee, like, yeah, it would be cool to own a gym one day. That's all I really said. And then boom, like three, four years later, like here I am. We're three years into opening up a gym. We have over a hundred members. You know, it's it's an awesome community. And my dream of wanting to help people, my intention of wanting to help people, I'm living it every single day. Yeah. And I, I think part of of the that interaction is is a form of networking. I, I always feel like networking gets a very um you know, bad rap or a lot of misconceptions that, hey, like, hey, we're going to have a networking event. And somehow you're just supposed to go there and connect with all these people. And all of a sudden, you know, you're going to have these new connections to either hire people or they're going to hire you. Um, and that's um, certainly, I think, in the back of mind of, of some people. Um, but networking can be as simple as, hey, making a friend and just sharing, you know, your thoughts, your interests and your career path. Uh, and then, right, it, you never know what's going to happen. Part of building your network is just exactly that, just expanding what what people you know and what they're interested in and sharing uh, with other people, you know, what you're interested in and where your skill sets are. And through your network, you know, you got invited uh, to be like, as a co-owner now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right, that, that whole business is through your network. Yeah. Uh, it was never, oh, hey, I, I need to go to a network event because I want to become a co-owner yeah. of a CrossFit box. No, it all happened very organically, though I can definitely attest to the power of networking events and how amazing they are. Right. <laughs> um, so, so, so that was, I guess we got a nice little arch view of, I guess, your journey into uh, being a CrossFit box co-owner. Um, when did I guess, what about some of that journey for uh, manicured meatheads? I know earlier we were talking about, you know, just having those ideas of, uh, I guess, changing the perception of, uh, you know, being a manicured meathead. Um, but where did some of the ideas come for, hey, I want to start this this business of, um, you know, uplifting women and changing their perception of, you know, what it means to be, you know, strong and healthy? Um. It started as just an idea to work with a girlfriend that I couldn't physically work with. Like we wanted to do something together, um, but we couldn't actually work together because our gyms were geographically so far away from one another that it just wouldn't have really worked out. So we came up with this idea uh, to just start an Instagram because obviously there's so many influential Instagrams out there and it's like I 
thought to myself, you know, I work with people on a daily basis. I have an education in this. I live, breathe, sleep it. Why can't I garner an audience and actually educate them on the importance of this or how to build a business in this way or how to handle certain situations within entrepreneurship? Um, I get so many of the same questions from clients day in and day out. So easy things that I could just address on a blog type stuff. And it just, I mean, it turned into an Instagram. It still is really just the Instagram. I'm looking to do more with it as in an informative blog. And like I said at the beginning, I'm not sure exactly where I want to take it, but just being that I've done it and stuck with it um, and created conversation around with it, around it, it's also led me to some other amazing things. Like I see your notes on the powerhouse women event, which um, is one of my best friends. She started this huge event last year to help women get out of their own way. Basically, you know, instead of saying, I want to do this, following through with what you want to do. So really getting some momentum behind either your big ideas or your passion projects and actually going for it and see, seeing like what the end result is. It might be a whole lot different than you thought it would be. Um, I feel like so many people say things, but the execution is never there. So doing this manicured meathead thing and aligning myself with Lululemon has brought wonderful new friends into my life who are doing big things on a stage to empower women and help them get started in whatever field they want to get started in, but really meshing together, you know, how important it is to be physically fit, how important it is to be mentally fit, how important it is to surround yourself with the right people, have a good head on your shoulders when it comes to finances. I mean, there's five or six pillars of health and wellness. It's not just physical. So really talking about all of those things instead of just focusing on one or two individually you have to have the whole package to succeed so um it's cool to have started something like manicured meatheads and then found the powerhouse women event and you know being able to align myself with more powerful women who are doing the same thing that i want to do maybe just two or three steps ahead of me so i have somebody to look up to but I also have more people to align myself with when I have questions or I hit a roadblock or, you know, I'm, I'm having a down day because there's days where I'm not always motivated. I mean, this year, for example, I haven't, I feel like I've hit a lot of roadblocks and I haven't been as motivated to do some of the things I said I've wanted to do. Um, so I think that's important to acknowledge too. It's not all about motivation and I, you don't just wake up at 6 a.m. every day and you're motivated. There's days where I don't want to even go to the gym. There's sure. days where I'm angry to drive to the gym. There's I, I, I do see those Instagram <laughs> posts waking up, yeah. you know, four o'clock in the morning, you know, who's who's ready to work. Yeah. Um, that's that's certainly right. That's that's a very um intended choice. Yeah. Um, you got people that are relying on you. And if you decide, you know, that you're just gonna not give a hoot one day, um, that has downstream impacts and people are gonna be like, you know, what the heck? Yeah. So I obviously have to show up for those people at my gym every day or find coverage if I don't want to go. But I'm not always, like I said, motivated to do things with manicured meatheads. You know, that's that's been a big stagnation point for me the last few months. And I have to figure out which direction I want to take it. I also think that it's important to talk about you seeing this big goal for something, you see it for what it is. It's your baby. You want it to be this huge thing. And that's where people get scared because they see the big end goal, but they don't see the little steps that it takes to get there. Right. So it's about breaking it down, you know, and I have not done, that's one area of my life I've not done a good job at. I think I've psyched myself out. So I think it's important to acknowledge weaknesses too, or places where you feel stagnant or where you've hit a wall and then see what you can do to move around that wall. Take the little steps to break that wall down and continue going because 
I'm not here just to be a coach. I'm not here just to be a gym owner. I know that I have the potential to impact thousands of more people. And with my brick and mortar space, I I can only see, you know, a hundred people in any given day, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Like I love having an impact and a touch on a hundred people every single day, but I'm, I'm totally meant for more. So I have to put those insecurities behind me and know that my journey is not stopped just because I've had a couple of down days and everybody's going to have a couple of down days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and that does happen, right? I think it's, you know, being able to take a step back and, you know, put one foot in front of the other. And, you know, if you, if you do have, you know, uh, ambitious goals, sometimes it can be a little daunting or overwhelming to say, wow, like here's where I'm at. And that is so far away Um, but I think like the old saying is right, you know, brick by brick, you know, Rome, Rome wasn't built, uh, in a day. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of, lots of work, you know, years that go into, uh, building towards those goals. Um, and I, I know another part you mentioned is right. Working with hundreds of people and all these other women, uh, which is a, another saying that I thought of is right. You know, all, all ships, you know, someone may be right ahead of you that you mentioned two or three levels in front of you. Um, but being able to work with those people, um, you know, they say the ships rise with the water. Um, so if you're able to, right, just be around those people and if you're doing great things together, you know, everyone's going to, in the end, come out on yeah. top together. Well, that's an abundance mindset, too. I think a lot of people are come from a place of scarcity, so they wouldn't see necessarily working with somebody in the same industry as um, something that could propel them forward when really, like, collaboration over competition gets you moving as a whole, not just individually, because it's not about me. It's never been about me. It's about my impact on other people. So if I'm going to have this major impact on other people, I can't be of the attitude that I don't want to work with somebody in my same industry because they're competition to me. They're not competition to me at all. It's I want them in my circle. I want that community because we all build each other up. Like you said, that's a perfect quote for it. Yeah. Um, so a little bit what you were talking about, um, right? I guess those those big goals. Um, so always this last part I like to end with is, you know, hey, what's next for you? Is it, um, you know, is it, hey, someday like, you know, CrossFit North Phoenix is going to be the premier gym and we're going to have CrossFit North Phoenixes, you know, across the nation. Um, you know, are we going to see international manicured meathead powerhouse women events <laughs> um, or, uh, you know, just what's next for you? Is it continuing to build along that path? Or as part of your your greater vision, is there, you know, other things in mind that that you're working towards? I mean, yes to all those questions. <laughs> um, I, our big goal for the gym is to have our own building, our own piece of real estate at this point, so we can have a lot of services under one roof. So it doesn't pay to pigeonhole yourself and just be CrossFit. CrossFit is amazing. CrossFit, I can, I can, attest so much and give so much to CrossFit as far as what it's done for me and what it's done for a lot of people in my life. Um, But in that sense, CrossFit is an intimidating word for a lot of people too. So I don't want to necessarily have someone not come into my facility because they're intimidated by CrossFit. So I think having a lot of services under one roof, so whether that's personal training, nutrition help, physical therapy, um, chiropractic, to have those things conveniently located for whatever that that person needs at that point in time. You know, if they're too intimidated to do CrossFit, 
they can start with personal training and then we can transition them into CrossFit and maybe they find something about themselves they never would have known they loved before had they not started in that way. Or maybe they're not ready to work out. Maybe they just need help with nutrition. And that's a big thing that people struggle with too. So that's that's a big thing that we're looking into bringing into our business as far as just another platform to operate from. So big five-year plan, own our own building, have a lot of services under one roof. Um, expansion or franchising would be cool for sure. We dabbled a little bit with that in helping one of my girlfriend's gyms, um, girlfriend and guy friends gyms try to expand a little as well. So we dabbled a little with partnering, which was a really great experience. I think for everybody, regardless of what the outcome was, we got to see what it was like working with other people who didn't start working with us. So they didn't know you know, what our vision was. Um, and we got to help them along the way and then set them up up for success on their own path. Um, manicured meatheads. I'm not sure where that's going to go. Um, like I said, I live and breathe for helping other people because I know back in my hard times, I think the tw- my twenties were probably going to be the hardest times of my life and what CrossFit did for me and what finding other like minded women did for me was just a godsend. And for me to be able to bestow that onto other people, I do want more of that. I definitely thrive off of that. So worldwide manicured meatheads would be awesome. Um, I'm, definitely, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, totally. I'm definitely getting a website set up as we speak um, just to do little blog posts. So I want to do blog posts on, like I said, the questions that people ask me on a daily basis. You know, you are a seasoned CrossFitter, but when you first walked into the gym, did you know that you needed to clean your barbell? Did you know not to sit on a wall ball? Did you know how to take weights off a bar? Like, I'm sure you felt kind of stupid walking into a gym, having all these experienced people around you and kind of not knowing what you were doing. So I want to try to help people not feel that way by just putting out little information that I don't think is talked about enough, like the how to's or the why's uh, around why we do certain things in the gym, just to help people feel like they are seasoned or they don't have to raise their hand timidly and feel like they're asking some sort of stupid question. I also want to do a segment on entrepreneurship and what it looks like to start a business or work with business partners because it's not always rainbow and sunshines. Yeah. You know, there are days where I want to kill both of my business partners and that's <laughs> totally normal. Right. But how do you deal with that? How do you adapt? How do you overcome? How do you not harbor feelings uh, months down the road about something somebody said to you? How do you bridge that gap or get over that hump? So I think it's important to talk about the little entrepreneurship stuff. And then a little bit about exactly what we're doing now. Um, a little bit about me and my background. I didn't come from, I didn't come from money. I didn't come from a family that worked out a whole lot, like how I got to where I am and have it be relatable to the next average Joe, knowing that if I did it, you could do it too. So, um, uh, and having all of that tie into a women empowerment thing would be freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I will definitely, uh, hopefully be a part of that journey and be able to, you know, work at one of those gyms or, uh, who knows? I saw there was recently, I think, uh, some security hired for, (laughs) for, uh, the powerhouse event. So there's some room. (laughs) There's some Uh, room. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that, that's it for, for today's, uh, conversation. I hope you guys, uh, enjoyed hearing about, uh, Mary's journey and, you know, all the different hats that, that she's been wearing. Uh, the conversation doesn't end with with this podcast. Certainly, if you have any additional uh, questions or comments, or if you're just curious about anything, uh, you can reach out to me uh, on Twitter at my young career. Um, any questions you have for me? Any questions you have for Mary? Shoot it that way. 
Um, and then I always like to hand it over to Mary if, if what's what's going on in your world before we end or, you know, if people were curious about any of the things that, that you're up to, how could they uh, get in contact or hear more about you? Yeah. Um, manicured Meatheads is where I do a lot of my operating. I obviously have a personal account, but I don't get on it a whole lot because this is my main focus. So Facebook is Manicured Meatheads. Um, Instagram is Manicured Meatheads. And then my gym has its own handle. So um, CrossFit North Phoenix on Facebook and then XFit North Phoenix on Instagram. So it's updated on a daily. I try to, I definitely try to be consistent with my posts. Just tips, tricks around the gym, what it's like to try to empower women. So definitely building up content for that on a daily basis. And just like you said, brick by brick, seeing where it goes, seeing where it takes me. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mary. Totally. Thank you for having me. 